Today's quote is, What you do speaks so loudly that I cannot hear what you say. Ralph Waldo Emerson This is episode 49, where we will be discussing part 2 in our communication series with nonverbal communication. Once you open your mind, there's no turning back. The path to building superior intelligence requires us to unlock the most fundamental secrets of the universe. You are on the verge of having a life most people can't even imagine. Welcome to the Joel Said Podcast. In this podcast, we decode life and hack success with the help of neuroscience, cognitive psychology, and cutting-edge research that you can apply to your daily life. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Today's episode is going to be our second part in our communication series going over nonverbal communication and how important it is to our overall communication with people. Before we get started, I just wanted to thank each and every one of you. We have just hit our 275,000 download mark over the last few months of launching, and it's such an amazing feeling, and we really owe it all to our listeners out there. We also hit number one in three different categories in the new and noteworthy section of iTunes, and It's just awesome. And I just wanted to say thank you to all of you guys. Without your support and you guys coming back to listen to all of our episodes, we really wouldn't be where we are. So thanks. And I hope you guys continue listening to us. And if you have any recommendations or want to hear anything, please feel free to contact us at joelsid, J-O-L-S-I-D, at gmail.com. And we will do our best to incorporate the stuff that you guys want to hear. So we also want to give you a little update on what's new and trending in the neuroscience world. Well, it looks like they're doing some more studying on bullying and why some people actually find it rewarding. So there's been uh, breaking research uncovering why some people actually find unwarranted aggression so rewarding. And it looks like um, the American Society for the Positive Care of Children actually found a statistic that 28% of students aged 12 to 18 report being bullied at school. And as neuroscience grows in its strength, there's more findings about why bullying is so important. And there's a PhD by the name of Scott Russo who said that their study is the first to demonstrate that bullying behavior activates a primary brain reward circuit that makes it pleasurable to a subset of individuals. Furthermore, we show that manipulating activity in this circuit alters the activity of brain cells and ultimately aggression behavior. So hopefully with their studying, we'll be able to uncover some more information. So I'll keep you guys posted on anything else that I find out. So back to our nonverbal communication. I'm sure a lot of us have heard this stat that the rule of communication is only 7% is verbal and 93% is nonverbal. And of that 93%, nonverbal component uh, of body language makes up 55%, and the tone of voice actually makes up 38%. 
So I thought that was pretty interesting because I know a lot of us don't even think about it. It's such an unconscious thing that it just happens. So that's why we wanted to do an episode on this because really 93% is really high. Nonverbal communication is possibly the most underrated type of communication today. For ages, master communicators have perfected the art of nonverbal communication by meticulously studying and correcting the cue for their nonverbal communication. So nonverbal communication includes facial expressions, the tone and pitch of the voice, gestures displayed through body language, and the physical distance between communicators. Pretty much, just think about it like this. It's anything but the words themselves. That's what's classified as nonverbal communication. Communication becomes ineffective or even annoying when nonverbal communication doesn't resonate with the verbal communication. Just think, you know, if you have a captain of a team or a leader, your manager, something like that, who's trying to communicate with you their intention to inspire, but their body language or their facial reaction show signs of fear, then it will send mixed signals. Have you ever had that happen where your manager's like, rah, rah, you know, our team's doing great and blah, 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 but their body language, you can see the fear in their eyes or they're standing with their arms crossed, something like that, that really just, it gives you such a mixed feeling of what they're trying to say and what they're showing by their nonverbal cues. This happens and our brain thinks about these mixed signals because your brain recognizes patterns of nonverbal communication. And these nonverbal signals can give clues and additional information and meaning over and above the spoken communication. Another example how nonverbal communication provides additional cues to what is not being verbally communicated is when you greet someone and you ask them how they're doing and they answer with fine. But you can hear the tone in their voice is sad. You can see that it's not like they're smiling. They have a sad facial expression. Um, Their shoulders might be drooping forward. All of those might be unconscious to them. And right away, you know that there's something more there that you might need to dig deeper into because you, your brain has processed this information and understood that this person isn't fine, that something's actually wrong with them. Nonverbal communication is perceived by our brain as a more credible source of information than the verbal one. We say fine, but we are not really fine. And our body language, along with our facial reaction, gives that away. So the big question is, why should we care about nonverbal communication? Well, according to the research conducted by neuroscientist Spencer D. Kelly of Colgate University, who is studying the effects of gestures by measuring event-related potentials or brain waves that form peaks and valleys. These patterns show how different areas of the brain process information. So one particular valley or negative peak has been dubbed N400, and it occurs when we stumble over an inappropriate word association. So something like, he spread his toast with socks. It doesn't make any sense, right? So this creates this valley or negative peak in our brainwaves. Interestingly enough, this same N400 negative peak is found when a speaker's gesture doesn't match his words. For example, if the speaker was using a word like tall, but his gestures, you know, he's using his hands and it just really makes it seem like he's talking about something short, there's a strong negative peak that would be observed. 
The researchers interpreted this as meaning that speech and gestures are processed simultaneously and that observers factor the meaning of the gesture into their interpretation of the word. Our brain is amazingly smart. It processes all this information together. A lot of these nonverbal cues we have are unconscious. And so our brain knows that and it processes everything with the verbal and the nonverbal together. Years ago, the term body language was popularized when various authors offered interpretations for different body positions and gestures. Crossed arms meant resistance to an idea. Steepled fingers in a meeting were a symbol of authority. And so on. I'm sure you guys can think of so many different nonverbal cues that you think of. Readers were encouraged to pay attention to the body language of others and behave in accordance with their better understanding of the mental frame of the other person. For example, faced with a sales prospect, right? You're a salesperson and you have a customer sitting in front of you and the customer is leaning back from the table with their arms crossed. Well, if you're the salesperson, it would be foolish for you to plow ahead touting features and benefits of the item that you're trying to sell. Really, your first step should be to get the subject in a more receptive frame of mind because your mind automatically knows those crossed arms means that they have a resistance against your item. So first, you want them to overcome that. The fact is that people are constantly processing the body language and gestures of others, but this is done mostly at the unconscious level. When we say, that salesperson seemed a bit sketchy, Well, that's our intuition and our gut feeling, and it could be due to a mismatch between the salesperson's words and a body language. I'm sure all of us have encountered this, where you see somebody on the street or you meet somebody and you just get that off feeling about them. Well, that's your intuition or your gut feeling. Your brain is now processing their nonverbal cues and it's telling you that something isn't right. And that's why we should never ignore our intuition because it knows that these unconscious nonverbal cues really do represent something. Some business owners may be comfortable enough as actors to do a credible job in presenting their product. In many cases, they have an advantage over professional actors when promoting their product. They know their product and they believe in it. And if this essential truth can be communicated to viewers, they don't need exceptional thespian skills. A business owner who can't deliver his lines or his product with complete conviction had better be an outstanding actor. How many times have we heard a car dealer claim that they have the sale of the century with prices that are the lowest in history and that will never be seen again? A few weeks later, of course, we hear a different variation on the same thing. Delivering these lines with heartfelt conviction might be best left to a professional because the nonverbal cues are what's really going to sell that. You really want to be able to believe in what you're trying to sell. The neuromarketing wisdom here isn't much different than conventional wisdom. In every element of your marketing campaign, be it your website stock photos, your print ads, commercials, and your sales presentations, You have to pay as much attention to the physical actions of the people as to what they are saying. If these gestures and postures reinforce their verbal message, that message will be leaps and bounds more powerful. 
If instead the nonverbal cues create dissonance with the intended message, the effectiveness of the effort will drop. It all comes down to when you're presenting yourself, you want your nonverbal cues and what you're actually saying to match because that's what's really going to hold the power of what you're trying to come across with. And if there's any dissonance between your nonverbal cues and your verbal cues, then your effectiveness is going to drop. So overall, the biggest thing to take away from today's episode is you want everything to be cohesive. You want your nonverbal and your verbal communication to match effectively for your communication to come across the most confident and coherent way possible. I hope you guys take something away from this and I hope you guys tune in next week for our verbal communication, which will be part three. Thanks so much for tuning in. I wanted to give a shout out to one of our listeners, another lost soul warrior. I was recommended to listen to one of your podcasts, but I quickly became hooked to listening to them when I'm at work, driving, or just at home listening. I've learned a lot from them and will definitely be keeping an eye out for more. Thank you so much.